I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, understand. you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who's who we have tonight? Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. The internet, social media, dating and rideshare apps all make life so convenient and fun. Swiping to meet up with someone new has become part of our daily lives. It's also how many unsuspecting people have ended up dead. I'm Courtney Bell. And I'm Jillian Lee Garner, and we're the co-hosts of the true crime podcast, I Met My Murderer Online. In each episode, we share a true story of one such deadly online connection and hopefully how you can avoid it. We hear from all who were involved in the case. The investigators. They discovered a victim inside the house. Victims' family members. Right now, it doesn't feel like life can ever be joyful again. And sometimes, even the murderer themselves. You have to decide, okay, what are you willing to do here? Are you willing to kill these people? If you're a fan of true crime, then you have to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer online. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In many cases, the predators I've caught don't get caught again. Now, that's not to say they haven't acted out in a way or reoffended necessarily, but they haven't been caught doing it at least. There are cases that stand out, both in the newer predator investigations, the takedown on True Blue and the past ones, where, where guys do reoffend. Uh, and it's alarming. But the vast majority of the predators I've caught historically do not get into trouble again. But does that really mean they've been living a clean life? That they've never engaged again in any predatory activity? And maybe we just will never know the answer to that question in all of these hundreds of cases we've come across over the last nearly 20 years. But I have come across some cases where the behavior of the predators I've caught gives me pause to wonder if they've really changed, if they're really sorry for what they did, if they're repentant. 
And this case, the case I'm going to explore in this episode, the case of Dennis Ramsey, who was 45 when he surfaced in our Fort Myers, Florida investigation, raises some of these issues. And I'll get into details in just a little bit here. And the reason why I raised this, and, and Dennis Ramsey's a fascinating case in and of himself. He rode his motorcycle some four and a half hours from where he was near Ocala to our Stinghouse in Fort Myers. That's a long haul. But since then, we've learned that Dennis has followed, been affiliated with, commented on platforms associated with a group called NARSOL. NARSOL is an acronym for the National Association for Rational Sexual Offender Laws. It seems to me it's a group of unrepentant sex offenders in some cases who think they got railroaded for something that wasn't wrong. In other words, a lot of the people who comment on, post on, are around Narsal platforms, are registered sex offenders who don't believe they did anything wrong or what they did shouldn't have landed them on the sex offender registry. And that's exactly where Dennis Ramsey is today, some 17 years after he came face to face with me and was arrested and prosecuted. He and his lawyer came up with all kinds of excuses as to why he shouldn't be held accountable for his actions. He was, ultimately. We'll talk about that in a moment, too. But Ramsey, you may recall, was a character right out of To Catch a Predator central casting. After a days-long chat with a decoy from Perverted Justice posing as a 14-year-old girl, Brianna, Brianna Jade, to be exact. He drives his Harley across the state of Florida and arrives at our Stinghouse. And if you recall in Fort Myers, we had a very nice house, probably built in the 20s or 30s, stucco, right along the intercoastal, close to the Gulf Coast of Florida. And he wheels up on this bike, baseball cap on backwards, you know, like he owns the place. He doesn't go darting right in. He, he hangs out in the driveway for a little bit, smoking a cigarette, presumably thinking about what he was about to do. His chat made it very clear as to what his intentions were, but he's mulling this over, having one last smoke before he goes in to assault a 14-year-old. He'll call it something different. He'll talk about the unjust laws in our society that prevent a 45-year-old from having sex with a 14-year-old child. He doesn't think that's right. 
he tries to cover his tracks by saying he was just there to help the girl, tell her how much danger she could be in. But the chat makes it clear his intentions. We actually thought for a minute Dennis was going to bolt, get back on his motorcycle and try to hightail it out of there. The Fort Myers police obviously weren't going to let that happen, but we'll get to all that in just a moment. First, let's take a look at this grooming process employed by Dennis Ramsey. Dennis was a long-haul truck driver. He'd go on the road for six, seven days at a time. He's a NASCAR fan, a motorcycle enthusiast. Today, according to court records, his sexual offender registry, he's got three different motorcycles, a couple Harleys and a Yamaha, I believe. But on April 21st, 2006, he's in a chat room looking for love, or at least that's what he called it. His screen name was daddy for you and then later he uses a different one called Bluegrass Rules. Brianna Jade 14 is the screen name for the decoy. And as I mentioned earlier, as the screen name suggests, the profile of Brianna was that of a 14-year-old girl. Hi, how are you? I am okay. Do I know you? She asks. Well, you don't know me, but I'd like to get to know you. He he. Oh, why is that? She says. ASL, please. Age, sex, location. And right away, daddy for you says, I'm 45, male, Florida. And you? 14, female, South Florida. What's up? Nothing. Just waiting on dinner to get here. What are you up to? He asks. Nothing really. Just hanging out. I'm sure you got plenty of guys to hang out with, huh? If I had a dollar for every time I heard a predator say that in one of his opening lines, well, you get the rest. Wow, you eat late. Hee hee, no. Guys here are dumb, she says. Be right back. Pizza's here. That's his dinner. Hi. Hi again. You like talking to older guys? Here we go. Yeah, it's cool. Lots of guys my age are stupid. I hear you, hun. Hun. He's 45 and has just started chatting with a 14-year-old girl. Hun. Lots of women my age are stupid, LOL. Oh, so that makes it okay. All the 45-year-old women are stupid, so let's just go after a 14-year-old girl. They're just hung up on dumb shit, he says. Oh, I see, she says. They don't like having fun. Oh, so they don't have all the wisdom and joy a 14-year-old girl has, right, Dennis? Oh, I like fun things, the decoy says. I love riding my Harley. Most women think that's childish. What's illegal is what you're about to do, Dennis. That is dumb. I like bikes, she says. Cool, you ever ride on a Harley? No, never have. Maybe one day I'll come take you. All right, now this is 30 minutes into the conversation. I'll come take you on my Harley, the 45-year-old says to the 14-year-old girl. Hee hee, wow, that might be cool, K-E-W-L. 
It will surely be cool, he says. What do you like to do? All kinds of things. The beach, hanging out, shopping, movies. What do you like, she asks. I'll bet you look awesome hanging at the beach. Now he's going to try to pay some compliments to this girl. Lure her in. I love playing guitar and camping, he says. I like guitars, she says. Cool, do you play? No, but I like them, hee hee. If I were younger, you'd like me, huh? LOL. I don't know. I just started chatting with you. I know, hon. I'm kidding. This is the probing, the back and forth you see these predators engage in. The next thing he's going to say is that, well, you know, I can meet you, but we can't have sex. That'd be wrong. But he'll continue the grooming up until that point. There's talk about where each of them lives. How far away? Do you like NASCAR? He's watching NASCAR right now, and that's going to be one of the reasons why he's going to have to talk to her later. They exchange pictures. He gives her a link to his can. He says, I'm ugly, hon. Aw, why do you say that? Because everyone tells me that. Aw, they're mean. Now he's going to try to get some sympathy from the 14-year-old. But it's cool. I am nice, and that's what counts, he says. Yeah, you do seem way nice. Thanks. It's better nice than mean, he says. Yeah, mean people sucks, he he. High five on that, baby girl. Smooth operator. Did you get an invite to watch my cam? Yeah, and I clicked it. Hee hee, you're not ugly. Really? Yeah. That is the sweetest thing I've heard in a long time. Yes, this compliment from a 14-year-old girl you're trying to rape. Great. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. She says she's going to have to sneak a phone from her mom so they can chat. But he's, he's nervous about that. She says, I can call, but I can't talk long. And then he shows his concern. Will you hide my number? Make sure that no one ever finds it. Yeah, I promise. Don't want to get in trouble either. Doesn't it suck? Just met you. I like you. And the world says it's wrong because I'm older than you. The world says it's wrong is because for you to have sex with a 14-year-old girl is rape. And the chat that you're having right now, Dennis, is about to become illegal. I can't believe how pretty you are, he says. And then he says, I'm going to go watch the race. Call when you can. All right, they have a little chat. Then they get back online. Did you miss me? He asks. He, he, yeah. Did you miss me? LOL, sure. Did, LOL. Did you watch the race? Yes, I did. I almost came back to the computer in the middle. I couldn't stop thinking about you, he says. Aw. Tell me some more about you, Daddy for you asks. Okay, what you want to know? You don't have a boyfriend? No. That's unbelievable. You're so pretty and so nice. He he thanks, but boys my age are just dumb. I hear that, he says. What age you date? 
I just want a guy who is like nice to me and kind of cute and funny. Too bad I'm not cuter and younger. You're cute. Man, that's awesome, he says. But I'm way old. If we went out, everyone would think you were my daughter. Or you're just a dirty predator. I don't know, maybe, she says. I know you have a very nice voice, he says. I could talk to you for hours. Does your dad live with you also? No, just me and mom. She's pretty protective of you, huh? Sometimes she treats me like a kid, but not always. Then this whole conversation changes back to being sexual again. Can I ask you a very personal question, he says. Yeah, okay. Are you a virgin? Well, I had a boyfriend. No, I'm not. Cool. I'm a virgin, LOL. <laughs> yeah. Haha, uh -huh. you can't be. Why not? Because you said you got kids. LOL, you're right. Hee <laughs> hee. Haven't been with a woman in a long time. I feel like a virgin, LOL. Again, this incremental grooming. It is hard for me to believe that this is this guy's first time down the road. His first time online trying to meet somebody in person, somebody who's underage, somebody he initially met online in a chat room. Did he tie you up or anything like that? He he no. Why, you like that, she asks? Well, sometimes it's fun to play like that. He's introducing the idea of bondage. I never tried that, she says. Maybe one day. I'm not into serious bondage or anything. You know, I just like to hang with you. Be your friend. He he, really, she says. Yes, you seem very nice. Cool, so do you. I don't know what you want to do, she says. I don't know. Whatever you like, I'm pretty open. It'd be cool to hang out and watch movies, but I don't think your mom would like that. Let's talk about shopping. He's not big into that. He talks about having her come visit him at his house. Four hours away. She says she can't drive. Another reminder that she's only 14. You know we can't have sex, right? He says. Okay, why not? Well, you're so young. I don't want you thinking that's all I want from you. Oh, really? You want an intellectual relationship with a 14-year-old girl, Dennis? I don't think that. Besides, you're like real nice and cute, she says. But you decide. I don't know if I'm really good at it anyway. You know, if you like me in that way, then you will wait until you're a little older. I'll wait because I'd like you and I want to be with you for a long time. This whole conversation then turns to, you know, they'll just hang out. And then, Daddy for you says, if Brianna still likes him when she turns 18, they won't have to worry about anyone seeing them together. Now, this is where the conversation should end. Actually, it should have never started. But had... Daddy for you, Dennis Ramsey, big He-Man truck driver, Harley rider, had he just ended it here, realized that he was way wrong in pursuing this fantasy, stopped the conversation, we wouldn't be having this episode of Predators I've Caught Now. We wouldn't have known anything about Dennis Ramsey, but no, Dennis pushes on. I like you better every minute. He he. 
Now his screen name has changed to Bluegrass Rules. Do you want me to come down, C-U-M? Wow, that would be cool. What would we do, she asks. First, I need to know, do you live nearby other people? I mean, are your neighbors nosy? Yeah, there are other houses, but it's a big house. Does your mom talk to the neighbors? Not a lot. Why? It would suck if they told her. There was a motorcycle in the driveway while she was gone. Meaning Dennis. Yeah, but they won't see it. You just park around back. Then the planning begins for the visit. Do you have movies? What will we do? I said we can't have sex, but that's up to you. Oh, oh so it's now changed. I said we can't have sex, but that's up to you. It might be okay, says Brianna Jade. If we do, you have to assure me no one will ever find out. You seem nice and you're cute, hee <laughs> hee. I promise I don't want to be in trouble either. But I don't want to get prego, too. Never, he says. We will be prepared. You mean you will have condoms? Yeah, or we'll go get some. Because mom would kill me if I got prego. I would never do that to you. What a guy. Until you're 18, and then if you want kids, maybe I'll give you some. Oh, as long as she's thought this out. So tell me how much you weigh, 105. Wow, I love little ladies. Is your hair still long? Yeah. Like past my shoulder. It's very pretty, he says. I love long hair. What size boobs? What size boobs? 32B. Yummy. I have to ask this next question. Please don't be offended, okay? Okay, I won't. You can ask me what you want. You are not trying to set me up, are you? What do you mean? Are you a cop? He <laughs> no. I am too young to be a cop, silly. If anyone ever knew about this, I would go to jail. Well, that's the only true thing he said so far. I like you a lot. Yeah, mom would kill me, like, forever. I like you, too. I'm a little nervous, he says, but I'll come down and we can go ride a while and hang out and see what happens, okay? I know what he wants to see happen. That would be way cool. You know what, he asks? What? I think you're a beautiful young woman. She's 14 and a child. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. There's talk about directions, how long it's going to take. He wants to make sure it's not raining because he's going to ride his motorcycle. The address is given out. And then... On an April night in Fort Myers, here comes Dennis Ramsey on his Harley, heading up our driveway. It's parking right by the door. Frag sees Dennis on his motorcycle, Frag of perverted justice, as he pulls into the driveway. The camera we had hidden in the coconut picked him up in a palm tree. And he doesn't walk right in the house, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. He paces a little bit, fires up a cigarette, thinks about what he's about to do. He's acting a little hinky, Dennis is. So our on-site decoy calls him in. He responds. 
Call him. He's getting nervous. Hey, come on in! Or you just put a cigarette in the trash. He's heading towards the door. At least he was considerate enough to put his cigarette out before he walked in the house. We actually had a predator, I don't know, about a year ago in Michigan. Smoked all the way through it. Almost gagged. And where are you? Where are you, he says, as he lumbers into the house. Oh, hey! jacket to wear on the bike. Just take a seat. He doesn't seem that nervous now. Quite a place. Quite like it. Quite a place, he says, talking about the largesse of our sting house. And then I pop out of the door. Glad you like it, I say. He is startled. He's trying to figure out what the hell is going on, who I am, and what exactly he's just walked into. How you doing? How you doing? Good. Why don't you have a seat right over that chair? Oh, man. Oh, and all the while, he's grabbed one of the cookies from the table that he's munching on. Oh, man. Thanks for smoking outside. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I thanked him for smoking outside and not bringing it into the sting house. Right. Please have a seat. What are you up to? Well, I knew this was going to happen. Well, I knew this was going to happen, he says, still munching on the cookie. Like that forgives any of it, makes it okay. Oh, and Dennis has children of his own, he tells me. And as I mentioned earlier, he starts by telling me that he was just here to warn Brianna about the dangers teens face online. Now, quickly, I call BS and his story changes again. I came to let her know that, I, you know, when you do that, you can be anybody. So you came to help her out out of the goodness of your heart? You know, that sounds stupid, but maybe you could say that. I don't know. Maybe you could say that? I don't know. Yes, Dennis, it sounds stupid. It sounds like a made-up lie. And then I start to ask him specifically about the things he said online to a person he thought was a 14-year-old girl. You ask her what size her boobs are. She says, 32B, you say, yummy. And again, you get somewhat suspicious. You say, you're not trying to set me up, are you? Are you a cop? If anyone ever knew about this, I would go to jail. I can't tell you how ashamed I am. I can't tell you how ashamed I am. Well, you should be ashamed, Dennis. And if you think he's ashamed at this particular moment, just wait until he finds out he's going to be on national television. I don't like myself right now at all, man. But before I tell him exactly who I am, he says, I don't like myself right now. I don't like who I am. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC, and we're doing a story on adults who meet teens on the internet. Dennis is now stunned. He's standing, no longer chomping out a cookie, one arm on the back of a chair, trying to process the fact that he's in a kitchen in Fort Myers, with me, not a 14-year-old girl, and my camera crew has just filed into the room. You're obviously free to walk out that door that you came in. Oh, thank you. I'm finished with my questions at this point, and I tell him he's free to leave. Walk out that door. What does he say? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Now, as you can imagine... He doesn't get very far. Get your, get your ass on the ground now. 
Fort Myers police are ready to make the arrest. Everything you're told, you will not get hurt. Fort Myers police take Dennis Ramsey into custody without incident. He's taken away in an unmarked vehicle down to a police office for further interrogation. Another alleged predator caught Dennis Ramsey. Ramsey's story is far from over because after he obtained a public defender and he had a job, he had property. I'm not quite sure how he was able to plead to the court that he couldn't afford a lawyer, but at one point, at least he had a public defender. As the case was working its way through the court system. Now, remember, he was arrested in April of 2006. In 2007, 2008, Dennis Ramsey's lawyer argued that he had amnesia. Didn't specifically say how he suffered amnesia, but claimed that Dennis couldn't remember anything prior to December of 2007, which means somehow his memory of that night in April 2006 was gone. The argument then goes on, he couldn't be held accountable or he wasn't competent to stand trial because he has no memory of what he did. In spite of the fact that prosecutors and police in Fort Myers had the transcripts, in spite of the fact that he seemed like he knew exactly what he was doing in that chat and when he walked into the house and came face to face with me. Dissociative disorder is what the lawyer said. Dennis Ramsey suffered from. Doesn't remember a thing and can't be held accountable. Not competent to stand trial. Which in Florida means at the time he didn't know right from wrong and that he wasn't capable of assisting his lawyer. The court didn't buy it. Not shockingly. And in 2009, Dennis Ramsey finally goes to trial. Charged with attempted lewd and lascivious behavior with a child and violation of computer pornography laws. It's a jury trial. And that jury of his peers found Dennis Ramsey guilty on all counts. The judge sentenced him to a year and nine months in jail, which he served. And then he had to register as a sex offender for life. And based upon records kept on registered sex offenders, RSOs, Dennis is still living around Ocala, Florida. Still involved with motorcycles. Has friends in a group called the Harley Geezers. I don't know if you could actually call it a motorcycle gang. It's more of a club that goes around Florida and visits bike shows. And most interesting, he has surfaced making comments on Narsal, which, as I mentioned earlier, seems to be a group of unrepentant sex offenders. The National Association for Rational Sexual Offender Laws. More of our story in a moment. Here's something interesting. 
There's another guy who got caught in Fort Myers. Remember Clifford Wallach? He's the fellow who showed up with his four-year-old son. Clifford likes to go on the Narsal chat pages and talk about how he's been unfairly prosecuted. They deserve each other. I tried to track down Dennis Ramsey, had a couple phone numbers for him. He doesn't have a voicemail. His number just says he's unavailable. I'll keep trying to find him. I'd really like to talk to Dennis. I'll keep you posted. As always, I also like to talk to all of you and hear from all of you. And this week's question, well, it's not really a question. It's more of a piece of performance art from Clyde Always. He lives in the San Francisco area. Now, I know many of you are familiar with a predator I've caught named Lorne Armstrong. I haven't done a podcast on Lorne yet. I've mentioned him a bunch of times. Lauren Armstrong has taken on almost mythic proportions, I guess you could say, in the TCAP community. Lauren was quite a character, and I'm going to do some episodes on Lauren. The only reason I've been holding off, I suppose, is because I want to do it justice, and I've been back and forth with Lauren about actually doing an interview. He typically agrees, we get close to doing it, I get ready to go to where he lives in the Northeast, And then he attaches all kinds of cockamamie conditions, none of which I'm going to meet. So I think there are probably three or four Lorne episodes in the chamber. But in the meantime, I want to share with you a little something that Clyde put together in honor of Lornemus. Now, if you don't know what Lornemus is, it's the anniversary of the date that Lorne showed up in our sting operation in Bowling Green, Kentucky in October of 2007. The episode aired in December of that year. It was the last of the original group of TCAP sting operations. Lorne's chat looked like a telephone book. It was so long and such a character that he's made himself a target of some tea cappers all these years later. And so in honor of Lornemus, here's Clyde Always. Twas the night before Lornemus reclined in my chair. I stared at my princess's pretty blonde hair. I had some bologna, precisely a slice, and a six-pack of Bud Lights were chilling on ice. While sipping weak coffee, I let out a sigh. Then laid down to dream of my mom's chicken pie. When out in the hall there arose such a clatter, I tripped over Bud in his bursting full bladder. As swiftly I sprang from my nest on the floor and kicked out the towel from under the door. I flung it wide open, expecting to see my Mexican neighbor so buggy as he. But standing agape at the sight that I saw, a loosely rolled cigarette fell from my jaw. Standing there nude as the day he was born was the prince of the predators. Caught, it was Lorne. He wore a dumb grin and a Boston ball cap. An old Mr. Penis was snug in his lap. 
He pushed his way in by the pewter he sat and turned on the webcam and opened the chat. He sent off some roses, a few dozen lols. He spoke of vaginas, the clits and the holes. He thought about Derek, proceeded to pout. He tried, but the white stuff just wouldn't come out. He said on the lull he'd been working all day and for panties and bras he'd be able to pay. So anxious I felt I was on pins and needles when slurring he asked if I'd heard of the Beatles. He'd something to tell me but promptly forgot then showed me a pimple he had on his bot. I wished I could tell you forever he stayed but he went to the fridge and a sandwich he made and he gobbled it down like a ravenous Bruin then vanished save only the sound of his chewing. But I heard him exclaim, as baloney he gnawed, Merry Lorn Miss to all, and to all an O'Cord. The girl he thought he was chatting with was Miss Kaylee Marie. And he had quite a chat. When is Mr. Penis going to meet Miss Vagina? On and on and on and on. And he's been very prolific on social media saying ridiculous things in the years since. Happy Lornemus. And yes, we will do some episodes on Lauren Armstrong in the not-too-distant future. Thank you, Clyde. Very clever. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me all over social media. At Chris Hansen on Twitter, official Chris Hansen on Instagram. Have a seat with Chris Hansen on TikTok. And you can see my latest Predator investigations on my streaming crime network, True Blue, T-R-U-B-L-U. Watch TrueBlue.com for details. Just finished another investigation in Michigan. Those episodes will be out after the rest of the episodes from Florida, Polk County. And as always, you can reach me right here at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening. A Huda Media Production.